G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast on the Vision Radio Network. You can hear 2020 weekdays from 10am Australian Eastern Time on Vision. Our privilege today to have one of the world's best-known Christian philosophers and theologians with a primary focus on what's happening to Western civilization as secularism rises. Vishal Mangalwadi is an Indian theologian who writes from a unique perspective, looking in on the West, coming from early foundations of Eastern thought. He's the author of numerous books, including Truth and Transformation, and The Book That Made Your World, How the Bible Created the Soul of Western Civilization. He's called India's answer to C.S. Lewis and Francis Schaeffer. And on this visit to Australia, as a guest of Family Voice Australia, he's speaking to audiences on a specific topic. What good is Christianity? And what would Australia look like without Christianity? Vishal Mangalwadi, welcome to Australia and to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me again. Vishal, you're in Australia and with the specific intent and purpose of addressing a particular issue. And this is the question, how would Australia look without Christianity? Uh, in a nutshell, how do you address that? Really, what is the, the outlook like uh, for not only the West, but as you've focused in here on the issues we face in Australia? How would a body look without its soul <laughs> is really the question you're asking. Uh, Christianity is the soul of Australia, uh, particularly the biblical Christianity. And uh, what would happen is that as the center falls, everything falls apart. So center cannot hold, things fall apart. And um, disintegration is a terrible thing. You know, Germany, for example, <clears throat> was the first Protestant nation. And 100 years ago, it was the most enlightened, most educated nation in Europe. Uh, few people would have imagined that the most educated, most enlightened, first Protestant nation in the world can go the way Nazi Germany went. So the without a return to its soul, its source, the future is quite bad. Vishal, here in Australia, it's almost as though secularism has risen so dramatically, perhaps over the last decade or two, that people are even failing to recognise the Christian roots that we have. Is that typical in the West, that people are losing sight of history, losing sight of the roots that we have in, in Christian history? Yes, unfortunately, uh, it's almost 100 years now since <clears throat> the church gave up education to secular humanism, which has become secular inhumanism or paganism. And uh, consequently, basic truths have been turned into lies. And the universities have been teaching 
a lot of lies about the Western history and Western civilization, what it is all about. So, I mean, who in Australia knows that Australia exists as a nation because of the Bible? Now, enlarge on that for us, because it is a point that even Christians fail to see. Yes. Since the Second World War in Europe, nation and nationalism have become dirty words uh, because Hitler's secularized nationalism was blamed for the war. Therefore, the whole experiment of EU, European Union, is to undermine. EU cannot succeed unless nation and nationalism is undermined. So European universities have been systematically destroying, and this is where secular intellectuals and the Roman Catholic intelligentsia got together in undermining and opposing nation because they rightly perceived that nation is a Protestant idea which came from Jewish Bible. So in Genesis 10, 11, and 12 is where you begin to see God demolishing the empire-building effort in Babel when the destruction of the Tower of Babel is uh, destruction really of an empire and God creating nations as check against empire. And that is what Europe was 500 years ago, one empire which was called Christendom because Rome was an empire, and when Rome became Christian, the political philosophy of empire was christened as Christendom. But uh, Reformation broke up not just the Roman Catholic Church, it broke up Holy Roman Empire and created the concept of nations, Now, which in a sense had already existed in England before the Reformation, Um, A thousand years ago, England was many little kingdoms. They were united into one nation. Um, And uh, so in Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, for example, in 10 and 11, God creates nations. In chapter 12, God says to Abraham, you come and follow me and I will make you a great nation. So God's mission of turning nations into great nations uh, is really gets going after the Reformation, and uh, Australia is part of that heritage. There were many uh, people groups here, 250 different language groups were here before the Europeans came. They never became a nation. In India, we had a thousand little kingdoms. They never became a nation to resist the British or resist the Muslim invasions. A nation is a peculiarly biblical concept. And if you just take the Bible away, the nation becomes an accident of history. Why is Australia a nation? Because some accident of European history, we are a nation. But is nation sacred? Is it your moral duty to give your life for your nation? If nation is a man-made accident of history, then it's profane. And if it is ruled by fools who mismanage your money, uh, why pay taxes? etc. So if people have been paying taxes, it's because the Bible taught that God has instituted authority and therefore out of conscience, because of conscience, uh, you should pay taxes. And so the concept of nation itself uh, will not exist without the Bible. 
So you would see a slow but determined disintegration of the things that we have been founded on, uh, our Christian foundations. And when we talk about our heritage, coming back to a biblical Christianity that came here and formed, as we know it now, our nation, which brought with it its legal foundations, the fact that we have a governance system the way that we do and we pay taxes, and the education system that was born out of all of that, you're saying that is where a Christian foundation is in this nation. Exactly. In your democracy, in in your capitalism, in your education, um, in your legal system, you know, why is a lawyer respected? He is defending criminals. Why should he be respected and honored? This is a lawyer is a very peculiar Christian invention where, you know, imagine what happens in America. Um, a, a young man is jilted by his girlfriend and has failed in his test, has become alcoholic or drug addict, and he takes up a gun and shoots everybody. He's captured on cameras while he's shooting uh, CCTV as well as private videos. It's all over the world. He's arrested, overpowered, and then taken to court. He has to have a lawyer. If he doesn't have the money, the state has to pay a lawyer to defend him. What does that mean? It means the taxpayer is to pay. Everyone can see that he is the murderer. The parents of the kids who have died, they have to pay to defend him. This is a crazy system. Why did it come? It came because Jesus is an advocate. He died for sinners. He defends the lawbreakers. So I'm a lawbreaker. Jesus died for me. And he defends me. That's why the institution of the advocate was created and respected. But I'm able to confess to Jesus that I am a sinner. And that becomes the basis of my forgiveness. So a lawyer can conf- a criminal can confess to a lawyer, and yet the lawyer would defend him. But what happens if you have this kind of a terrible case, which I just described, of a student killing his fellow students and teachers, and a lawyer actually succeeds in defending him? Well, all the criminals will hire him. The lawyer will become super wealthy. He can run for the governor of his state and for the presidency of of America because he's become super wealthy, he's brilliant orator, brilliant speaker, he can move the jury. So, uh, but what has happened as a result of secularization is that Jesus, he's he's lawyer. Does he care for the law? Yes, he cares for the law because it's his law. But he cares for the lawbreaker me because I'm his child. He saves me from my sin in order to transform me, reform me, to make me a law-abiding citizen. But once a lawyer is not serving God, he's not serving law, he's serving money, then he has no interest in reforming criminals. He has an interest in more and more people committing crime and hiring him. So even lawyers exist because of our Christian foundations. Absolutely. If you take those Christian foundations away, the lawyer is not interested in true justice under God, a godly law. He's interested in making money. He's which not is, serving law. He's serving money. Which is the element that is the foundation for the growth of corruption. Vishal Mangalwadi is our guest. 
one of the most famous theologians and philosophers who's talking about the issues that nations of the world are facing today. We'll come back and talk some more about this topic. How would Australia look without our Christian foundations? You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're back with Vishal Mangalwadi, an Indian theologian who's the author of numerous books, including Truth and Transformation and the book that made your world, How the Bible Created the Soul of Western Civilization. He's called India's answer to C.S. Lewis and Francis Schaeffer, and on this visit to Australia is a guest of Family Voice Australia. He's speaking to audiences on a specific topic, What Good is Christianity? Vishal, we talked about lawyers in our last segment, and we discovered that having lawyers in Western society is a product of Christian tradition. And if lawyers change from the traditional Christian intention, widespread corruption will be the result. If you read the New Testament, you find Jesus standing before Pilate or Herod. He's not given a lawyer. The culture didn't have that institution of lawyer. By the time of Paul, there is a lawyer, but his accusers have the lawyer. The defendant doesn't have a right to be defended. He has to defend himself. So this institution of the advocate, a highly respected institution, began only in the 12th, 13th century in bishop's court. And the priests and monks were able to stand up to bishop because they were studying the law, uh, and the bishop has to listen to them and respect them, because as man of God, his duty is to do what is just and what is right. So the institution of the lawyer began in the 13th century in bishop's courts in Europe, and that's how it developed. But what it secularization has done to it and how it contributes to corruption is that the cost of doing business in a secular Western world becomes very, increases terribly because lawyers are no longer serving the end of justice. Now, if you want to get a good grasp of it, I recommend that you go and watch the movie Social Network, which is about Mark Zuckerberg, the creator of Facebook. He is supported by his friend Eduardo, who has been the only investor in launching Facebook. Uh, and when they found, formed the company, uh, Eduardo is given 30% shares. Then later, when an investor from Silicon Valley has come in with half a million dollars, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, this is movie version, has bought hired lawyers who Eduardo thinks are his lawyers, and they're very nice and pleasant to him. He is an uh, MBA from Harvard University. They, these lawyers speak so nicely to him present him papers that here you sign, uh, we are increasing your shares from 30% to 34%, and Mark Zuckerberg's share is coming down from 70% to 51%. So he's flattered, he signs the papers, and later he finds that actually his share has gone down from 30% to point, uh, 0.3%. And he is mad, but he has signed his own death warrants, uh, warrant as in... Uh, MBA graduate from Harvard, uh, when he's really angry with, at Mark Zuckerberg at the end, he says, you know, I was a fool. I should have hired my own lawyer. I thought they were my lawyers, but I, but I should have hired my own lawyer. So now lawyers are being paid to deceive. 
And if you want to do business in America in secular capitalism, where nobody is required to love his neighbor as himself, nobody is required to do unto others as he wants them to do unto you, but everyone is selfish and is expected to cheat everyone. That's corruption. The secularization of capitalism, it means that the cost of doing business in America becomes much more than cost of doing business in China or cost of doing business in Rwanda. So America used to be amongst the first top 10 countries uh, with the ease of business, doing business, establishing and running a business was very easy. Now Rwanda has actually beaten up, beaten America. America is not in the top 10 countries in terms of establishing and doing a business. Much of it has to do because lawyers are no longer serving law or the God who gave law, but they're serving money. Here's the hard question, though. Uh, If we are losing this Christian influence in the nation and this culture is changing, uh, even lawyers uh, who are defending those who are either innocent or guilty, and as you say, uh, whether they're doing that for true justice or whether they're doing that for money, where does the Christian church sit and how can we regain this Christian foundation so that we don't lose uh, this focus even as to how the law can be upheld? Well, the the problem extends not just with law but secularization of whole society. So the church has been commanded to disciple the nations. The church discipled England, America, Australia, and the church has to assume its obligation to disciple Australia. So the issue really has to begin in the classroom and in families. Parents have to disciple their children, and the church has to disciple young people, the next generation. So parents and uh, church taking responsibility for discipling the nation, which is transforming their mindset so their thinking is aligned to the Word of God, the Bible, and then their behavior is approx- comes closer and closer to God's demands in His Word. Because that issue here is, in the story that I just mentioned from Facebook, is the question, should an entrepreneur love his neighbors as himself? But in the movie, what you see is secular capitalism where, where every supporter who has supported Mark Zuckerberg is in fact used and abused and exploited and arrest, helped get arrested. And there is a sense in which corporations uh, don't have a personality. Uh, they are purely there uh, for the uh, whole focus of money. And uh, if you take away the idea that there is a God who his character applies in the law, then uh, money is everything, and it's every man for himself, and disintegration is on its way. Vishal Mangalwadi is our guest, and you can hear the sorts of things uh, that Vishal loves to talk about. It's the focus on how to transform a nation. In fact, his book Truth and Transformation is subtitled A Manifesto for Ailing Nations. Where is Australia on that spectrum? We've been talking about how would Australia look without its Christianity. Vishal Mangalwadi, it's just wonderful uh, to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.